like a damn fool. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. Oh, yeah. I'm Claire. I'm Lola. And I'm Phil. And uh, they didn't give out their last names. <laughs> I wanted us to say, and together we are wild stallions at the end then. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was about, I was about to say, hey, it's moral, but you know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um... Uh, so this is Daredevil 178 that we're covering, but unlike my other Daredevil episodes, this isn't really a Daredevil episode, although it is, but this does have Iron Fist in it, so this will be like a normal episode, not sort of a bonus one. Um, but we do have special guests, so uh, let's 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 start with... So all of these guys are on a Daredevil podcast... Um, but Claire, t- tell us about your Daredevil, your Daredevil podcast, and you know that that sort of jazz. I've, I've, well, I've done two Daredevil podcasts because I did one on the TV series as well. Yes. So I did the Defenders podcast, which was covering all the Marvel Netflix shows, um, which was mainly because because I love Daredevil. Um, and and you did Iron Fist podcast. as well. We did, yeah, we did all the shows. We did mm. Iron Fist, we, um, you know, Luke Cage, all of them, and we interviewed a load of people from yep. behind the scenes of all the shows, which was really fun. Um, and then I am doing a podcast called Josie's Bar Podcast, and I am introducing my co-host Vicky to Daredevil. She, all her knowledge of Daredevil was from hanging out with me at conventions, um, where I've cosplayed and coming on the Defenders podcast. She's a big Hawkeye fan, so we've said we'll do all of Daredevil, and then when we're about 80 and we finish that, we'll start on Hawkeye. Good work. Um, <laughs> so we are, uh, we review one um, issue a week, um, going in chronological order. We're up to about issue 34, and we um, also comment on the fashions of the, the issues. Mm. Um, and then we vote at the end whether we would like to put the issue in a vault, throw it out the window or put it under the bar if it's like okay and that's how we sort of rate the issues and it's a lot of fun and con has been on it a load yeah i i had to secure that daredevil 7 spot yes as soon as it was announced <laughs> <laughs> daredevil ha- uh, oh sorry connor has a seat at the bar at josie's like with a little with a little name plaque because you're such a regular guest. I may or may not sleep under the bar. No one's found me yet, though. So There's a nice bed of like old issues that we're not sure if we like or not under there that would be quite comfy. There's a lot of those issues. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. And uh, so uh, I guess this is Iron Fist podcast. Like, what's your, you know, dear, what's your background with like Iron Fist, if any, you know, Daredevil as well? Um, um... Uh, with Iron Fist, um, I literally only knew the character from his appearances in Daredevil and other yeah. uh, things like Defenders um, I read. And um, then I didn't know much about the character before they did the Iron Fist Netflix show. Um, but a, a mutual friend of ours, Rebecca, is a big Iron Fist fan. So she has sort of taught me quite a bit about the character and I ended up reading some of the Iron Fist runs. I still don't know a huge ton about the character as much as I do about other ones, but I really, really like the character. It made me um, really appreciate him. Um, cool. It's definitely like one of my more 
favorite Marvel characters now. I always like the street level characters more than like the Avengers and things. Um, So I love the the characters they picked for the Defenders TV show. Um, So, yeah, I I love the character of Iron Fist. um, And uh, yeah, (laughs) I would like to read more uh, more issues with him in. But it's just having the time to read comics that aren't my one Daredevil a month. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. To keep on top of. Yeah, cool. Um, oh, yeah, and for listeners wondering where Rebecca is, uh, she's happy to have a day off. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, uh, so same with Carl, really. I don't think Carl cares about Daredevil anyway. Um, <gasps> for shame. <laughs> oh, don't worry, there's much more shame where Carl's concerned. But uh... <laughs> All right, uh, Phil or Lilith, you guys can fight over. Um, you know, your pot, who's going to pitch your podcast? I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I, I mean, the, our Daredevil podcast, right? We're over on the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast. Uh, the whole, uh, we do a couple shows over there. I mean, we talk Batman, we talk Spider-Man, we talk a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then at the end of last year, we started reviewing a bunch of uh, Daredevil arcs and then, we came to the conclusion, I mean, we were both talking, we're like, you know, we enjoy talking Daredevil, so I think, we're, you know, this is going to be, like, a regular thing now, so. So we've been talking Daredevil uh, over there, like, every other week, and uh, once a month, um, we've set it up, we're actually we, we're actually talking to uh, D.G. Chichester, who wrote Daredevil for a few years in the 90s, nice. once yeah. a month, so, yeah, he's yeah. going to hear once a month and uh, talk one of, his, one of his arcs or issues. That's awesome. He's yeah, good. that's really cool. Yeah, he's a really nice guy, too. Mm. That always helps. Ten seconds. <laughs> Sorry. <It's, laughs> I told you this in, in the chat. I think I'm trying to remember. I don't know if this issue we're going to talk today. It's it's one of, if not the first time, maybe, I've read of Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah. So. Yeah, cool. Um, it's a it's a you know pretty pretty decent showcase of Power Man and Iron Fist. Um, like uh, I guess we'll, like we'll probably compare it to because uh, Phil, Lilith, I, and uh, Ray, we did. Um, I think I showed you as well, Claire, that that at Marvel Team Up Annual Four, I think, mm-hmm. where Daredevil, Power Man, Iron Fist, Spider Man, and Moon Knight team up to fight uh, Kilgrave and Kingpin but mostly Kilgrave. Uh, it's not as co- it's not as good as, like, it sounds. <laughs> but it was written by Frank Miller as well. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's like, um, I probably, I was, I was comparing it to that when I was reading this. Uh, mm. So I guess I'll, I'll bring that up a bit later. But uh, yeah, Phil, Lilith, what about, like, uh, I don't actually know how you guys, I'd like to know, like, what you guys think of Iron Fist, but I don't know how you guys got into Daredevil, actually. Um, um well, I was gonna say, I... He's a quintessential kind of character, especially if you like Spider-Man. He's kind of on the peripheral, and that's, oh, yeah. that's kind of how I discovered it, you know? It's like, oh, he's kind of in the spandex, and he's a smart aleck, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 He's Spider-Man yeah. with a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've been reading Daredevil since, like, 1989. Um, like Claire, like, I, I always seem to gravitate more towards the street-level stuff more than, like, some of the... Co- I mean, I'll read, like, Avengers and Fantastic Four and X-Men, but, yeah, 
yeah. the street level stuff I always enjoy seem to enjoy more. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's been a while, but like I, I got into Daredevil through the the Ben Affleck movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the theater, like before us. <laughs> well, b- before I even saw the director's cut, uh, like the the bad cut, I got into it. Um, so I started reading comics. Plus, like I always knew about Daredevil because, as Lilith said, I was a big Spider-Man reader, and mm-hmm. like Daredevil's, you know, he's uh, he's one of the more recurring. He's not like as yeah. recurring as like I want to say. Uh, like the Human Torch, or anything, but he's still up there. Um, like you can't read a big chunk of Spider-Man without coming across Daredevil a few times. I think the first, actually, the first time I ever came across Daredevil was Daredevil's first appearance in Spider-Man when he was in the yellow costume. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, the the Ringmaster, and I I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Um, still do good issue. Uh, yes, yeah, so Spider-Man's like the gateway drug because yeah, that was yeah definitely. Spider-Man. And, like, mm-hmm. my, the first new issue I ever picked up was Daredevil 270, which Spider-Man guest starred in, so. Nice. Actually, yeah, ironically. I can't even remember my first issue. Like, I, I bought, like, a, I used to just buy a ton from this this shop that sold, that randomly, like, rented out costumes and then sold comics. <laughs> but, like, old comics, and they were all in a box, like, under the unit. And the guy used to smoke cigars in the store. So uh, half of my comics like really smell of like cigar smoke, <laughs> and I I just bought like a ton. So I I wish I could remember like my first one, but I I can't. It was so long ago. Yeah, that... probably like one of the one of the ones in the one hundreds. I think you know like early one hundreds. I get that. A lot a lot of people are like, oh, I vividly remember my first ever comic book, and it's like I don't remember at all what my first no. comic was. Um, but yeah, there Spider Man really is a gateway. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think, yeah, most most Marvel characters I've gotten into, I've gotten into through Spider-Man. Not all of them. Ghost Rider is something I'd found out by myself, but, like, uh, um, and Iron Fist, that was separate, too. But uh, it's, a, it's the same with me over at DC. Like, Superman provides a gateway into mm-hmm. a lot of other characters I've gotten into, like mm-hmm. Spectre. Um, ironically, Dick Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> like not through Batman, but through Superman. I was like, oh, Dick Grayson's pretty cool. So, um, yeah. Oh yeah, Phil isn't Dick Grayson your favorite? Or your least Over, favorite? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, let let's start talking about this issue. So, Daredevil one hundred and seventy eight. I'll get some background on this. Uh, you guys feel free to start talking about that gorgeous... Well, I think it's gorgeous cover. Yeah, I love that cover. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's very... I'm, I'm like a big fan... I've sort of said on our podcast before, I'm a big fan of... Where there's lots of, st- you know, like bubbles going on and stuff. And I think this is really nice. I like that, you know, you've got Iron Fist and, and Power Man in silhouette. You don't mm. have to see them and you've just got this ve- this like really simple colors and just like the concentric circles of like the radar sense with the going with the sort of stri- bits of streamer coming down it's just it's yeah it's really nice it's a it's not a, like it's a great daredevil cover and it's a great power man and iron fist cover mm-hmm. you know um mm-hmm. like I, I love the way yeah he's using the radar sense to sort of get the outlines and shapes and you know really really classic like uh 
uh, karate kung fu pose from Danny, mm. um, and you know big hulking pose from Luke, uh, and yeah, because the Frank Miller's done a lot of Power Man and Iron Fist covers, and mm-hmm. none of them have really gotten good reviews from us. <laughs> like they, just, oh right, okay, they haven't been very good. They the characters have looked a bit weird, and the backgrounds have just been like plain plain red, plain white. Uh, mm-hmm. But this this is easily the best cover I've seen that he's done with these two characters. Do you think the Power Man and Iron Fist ones were like, oh, that were, those were just a job? But I think it's like he really enjoyed his time on Daredevil. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. De- like, there's definitely a lot more thought went into this one. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um. You know, M- Miller's a weird one, though. Uh, <laughs> I can say that. Uh, understatement. That's an yeah. understatement. <laughs> yeah. Especially after 1986. Yeah. 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 I mean, even like uh, he's done, uh, he's done Superman variants, and they've just they've never really looked right. Uh, but that that was something he was interested in at the time. So it's weird, but uh, yeah, no, great cover. Um, so the cover artist, shocking, Frank Miller, writer, Frank Miller, penciler. Frank Miller, Inker, Klaus Janssen, colorist, uh, Gwyneth Swine, letterer, Joe Rosen, and editor, Denny O'Neill, editor-in-chief, Jim Shooter. So, you know, all big names. Mm-hmm. Um, so we open with a uh, uh, sequence of the lecture. So, uh, you know, she kills people, she does her thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love in this in this issue we've got uh, we've got it a lot on a lot of the pages these like on the left hand side of the the page these very very long thin panels it's like a recurring thing throughout this issue I really like mm. it gives a lot of like height to what's going on you know particularly as in this issue you've got people like falling off of buildings and things you know it it it's weird coming to an issue that has like this kind of craft in it from <laughs> you know. Like, well, for one, from oh, like that being said, you know the 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 artwork is the strong point in yeah. the issues you're doing, Claire. Like the the artwork is, yeah. you know, Gene Colan, but um, I don't think it was quite like with the paneling that sophisticated yet. And no, mo- the most... artwork's it's good, but it's very standard paneling. You know, it's pretty. Plus, Stanley's bloody boxes and bubbles everywhere. Are, you know. <laughs> obscuring a lot of the artwork of Gene Colan. Yeah. Uh, and also from uh, Joe Duffy's Power Man and Iron Fist run. The art's fine, but there's... There's a lot of questions about that run, and I just... People who'd be listening know, like, the questions I have. And, yeah. I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, it, it could be a work of absolute passion, or it could be phoning it in, or it could be having a laugh, or it could be all three. I don't know. It... Like, it drives you nuts. It drives you crazy. It doesn't keep me up at night, but if I did it every week, it would be keeping me up at night. I just don't know. Um, There's definitely going to be eras of Daredevil that are going to keep me up at night in the future of my podcast Mm. when we're doing weeks and weeks and weeks of certain storylines and certain art, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Elektra, Mistress of the Deadly Art of Nin. Jitsu. Frank Miller really loved his uh, ninjas, um, uh, and you know I, I really like how she 
yeah, the, the whole fight's good. And as you said, the paneling's really good. I love, like, the American flags as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, her stabbing the guy, and he kind of falls out of the glass. Uh, I can't... Re- I can't remember the paper version. Like I said, I didn't pull it out. But did they have yeah. that? I mean, they re- in the digital version, like when she pulls the sigh out, the blood looks like orange. Was that in the original mm. paper, or did they recolor that? Yeah, it looks orange here as well. Okay, like the guy coming through the glass. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's orange. It's orange. <laughs> yeah, a, a general thing um, with this run, like very specifically, this run is. Uh, I always preferred the originals because they just look grimier, which yeah, I think yeah. suits the run a lot more, whereas these... I love my omnibus and stuff, but they really cleaned it up a bit too much, I think. Yeah, they yeah. smooth it out, really. Yeah, and wasn't there... What's that phrase? Like, you know, yeah, there's like a bunch of black dots covering all the panels. Do you know what I mean? Like pop up. Mm, maybe. But like, like... Never mind, it's too hard to explain. <laughs> but they're, they're, it was, it was like a printing process, but yeah, once they digitize it, they like remove a lot yeah, of that. They smooth yeah, out, see, yeah. I, th- I thought that really added to the sort of, like, f- you know, noir kind of yeah. feeling. Um, it was like, I got the omnibus, and I was reading through it, and I switched to reading online scans of the old issues, because I thought they were that much better. Um, yeah. But, like, this is still good. I'm I'm not as judgmental as I was back then. Like, I'm enjoying this more now. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, she takes them out uh, quite efficiently. Lots of violence. Yeah. You know, not, not, not like... Not enough violence for a Frank Miller uh, fight game, <laughs> Oh, well, really, Frank Miller? Yeah, tame, tame by Frank Miller standards, but by Daredevil standards, less tame. Um, yeah, you know, you see her impaling people. You don't see blood and stuff. It's usually going through their shirts. Um, but... I like that she threw the guy out the window, though. Yeah, That's always fun. Yeah, <laughs> all like, these guys are shredded. With the yeah, um, these guys are all like bodybuilders who know how to use nunchucks in a chain. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, so that was the, that was the test. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the test. And yeah, she gets a note from the kingpin. Um, so thoughts on that sequence, guys? Um, it was. Her I mean, for me, it was. It was. Reads the note. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? I was, so I was like, just really? happy to see Electra because I'm because we're at the moment on the podcast, right in the middle of the Mike Murdoch saga. And I was like, yay! <laughs> I haven't... It's just nice to see her. She's... I really like the character of Electra. I never like it when she's a main... She's leading her own, mm. you know, comic. But um, as a supporting character in Daredevil, I'm a big fan of her. Yeah, I think there's a real thing, like... Um, some characters are better suited to supporting roles. <coughs> Punisher. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Ooh, that, that that that's a big call. Um, but uh, you know, just just because we think they're better suited to supporting roles, doesn't mean we hate them. No, I I well with with uh, as I was say with with Punisher, I just feel like Punisher should be like like a like like a Deadpool. He should just pop up in, in like other issues. Like I've never 
I've never been a fan of him as mm. like having his own his own title. And even like with live action, having his own films or series, I just think he should just pop up in other stuff and cause shit and then, you know, be on his way. Like the littlest hobo, if you guys remember that show. He just pops up and, you know, it takes part in an adventure with other characters and then disappears again. And I feel like that's kind of the same with Elektra. Yeah. I think it just makes them a bit more interesting. Like, Lilith, what do you say? Like, he's good when he's written competent in stories, but otherwise it's just like... Yeah, he's he's bad at his job, Mercy Bullets and all, and I I don't know if that's supposed to be the lovable thing or not. Like I I just go back and forth about it with the Punisher. I'm just like, is this intentional or is this is this bad writing? I don't know. He can't, he can't be good at his job because he can like kill a bunch of no name characters you never know, but it's like he can't like kill the kingpin or something. Exactly. I, so I'm just like, oh, yeah. it's so frustrating. Well, it's, it's one I feel of the like reasons with, it, with both like him and him and Electra that there's a, that I just feel like there's only so many things that are ever done with them where it's like, Oh, we're not going to kill people anymore. Oh no. Yes, we are. And it just feels like it's, it's just that kind of over and over again. Um, which is why I think I prefer them as supporting characters. Well, that, that's, Sorry, Connor. No, that's all good. It's just why, I, that's why I like punishing Max so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's, it doesn't have that problem of, you know, like all of, of being part of the Marvel universe. Yeah. So you have all these major characters, these major mobsters, and Frank like can actually make impacts in what he's doing. And... Well, yeah, that's probably that's probably the best Punisher stories are the out, out of continuity ones because he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah, like they're 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 really great stuff. Um, I haven't read them in like ten years. And a lot of I people mean... don't give them nuance when they write them too. I think yeah. that's the big yeah. big idea. So I think a lot of the people's favorite stories are when he's actually is competent and he has nuance and he's actually a person and not just like a killing machine who's bad at his job with no depth. Absolutely. Like yeah. when Kingpin pulls the rug out from under him, literally pulls the rug out from under him <laughs> and knocks him out. <laughs> uh, <Oof>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if John Bernthal turned up at the end of Avengers Endgame and shot Thanos in the head and said, I went for the head, I would have cheered, because that would have been awesome. Um, oh, I, but... I would have gone ballistic. I would have started flipping chairs and cheering. I'd be like, yeah, Punisher, and I'd freak out all the kids. So... Yeah. Speaking of Kingpin... <laughs> oh, yeah, Kingpin with his little note. Yeah, Kingpin's little love note. And uh, so we get we get the Who opening. Who does he think he is? Just oh, he's got such a punchable face. I love the artwork on Kingpin always. Yeah, he's, he's got great. a punchable face. Very visceral reaction every single time for me. He's yeah, he's he's not a he's not a likable person, which is good I love because the, he's a bit... like one of the villains. Nobody's ever like well, it, except for Vincent D'Onofrio playing the playing the character. But like in the comic books, you never really hear people. Oh yeah, Kingpin's my favorite though. No, you hate yeah. him. <laughs> Yeah. You don't want to, you don't need a backstory. You don't need. No, we hate him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a I like smarmy. The, the, oh, sorry. Go on, go on, go on. No, no, I was just saying. He's just like a smarmy, smarmy rich man. You know, you, you made to hate him. Yeah. Uh, I remember, like, when I was young and I was reading, I think Spider Man. He popped up in Spider Man. The Kingpin is like, oh, you think I'm fat, but it's all muscle. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> 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 yes, we had that same reaction. <laughs> You're like, okay. Well, he's he's actually a powerhouse. <laughs> yeah, he's. A, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I I like the fact that we get just before Kingpin comes into the comics, like when when it first starts with Elektra, 
it's her talking about how much she hates New York, and then the next page is Daredevil talking about how much he loves New York. Oh, I, that was really cool. I didn't, I didn't catch that. I just that, like, yeah. I like that difference. She's saying about, I think it says like she hates this, she hates this city. She hates to breathe air that he has breathed, to feel a floor beneath her feet and know that it is part of an architectural maze that connects her to him. Um, yeah. So it's about how she hates the city, and then when Daredevil turns up, he's like saying about how the morning is gorgeous. There's wind in my face, summer sun in my back. All the endless city sounds like a brass band below me. You're beautiful, New York. I love you. And it's it's very... Classic man-woman dichotomy. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, but, like, even if, like, this could be, you know, the artworks, but, like, the tone of it, I mean, it straight could be straight from the stuff you're covering, Claire, the 60s, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, th- this is... Him a... through the city being like, yay! Oh, yeah, and he, he loves it. Um... Which again, you know, Miller's run gets gritty, but it's, you know, uh, he still wrote Daredevil with like a jovial side. Mm-hmm. He was just putting him through the, through the, you know, uh, I can't say that word because I'll have to censor it. Because for some reason, Carl, we decided to make this not explicit, but he's, he puts him through the ringer. Miller puts Daredevil through the ringer. But later mm-hmm. writers, I think, I guess just they lose sight of, uh, you know, Daredevil having this sort of side to him. Um, well, yeah, modern comics, it just seems like every writer or every other writer is just like, oh, how can I mess with Matt Murdock's life, mm-hmm. you know? He's the, he's the king of man pain. Yeah. yeah. Which is one of the That's reasons it's great. That's why I love the start of the, the Wade run, because at the start of the Wade run, he's just like, it, ba- it took him back to being like the kind of swashbuckling Daredevil. Yeah, I mean, he went through a lot of punishment after that, as Daredevil always does. But it was a kind of going back a bit more to to earlier Daredevil, and I love, and I've, I've said this to you as well, Connor, and on the on um, our show about how I I think Wade, I really like the way Wade wrote um, the 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 depression side of Daredevil, yeah, because he's a character that has depression, has mental illness, and I really like the way Wade had him dealing with that. Um, and it covered a lot of the depression of the character, even though the Wade run was a lot lighter in some ways than, you know, some of the runs before it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a sign of a good Daredevil writers when they can mix, like, the, you know, mm. the dark stuff with the, uh, yeah, the humour. and. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with Daredevil being, like, rock bottom, though. Like, I think for a while after Mill's run, he was constantly down. But for me, that was fine because you know, with what he was going through, but then it just, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, Daredevil's life is kind of normal now. Mm-hmm. But he's, I mean, I don't know, it's nitpicking. I I really don't care that much, but I think Miller just has I, a reputation for making Daredevil super dark when it's not really the case. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind when he's down, but when every writer does it, it's just like, oh, this thing again. Yeah, yeah I mean, some I guess some writers do it well. Like, I, my favourite uh, Daredevil runs and the Senti's run. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he goes yes. pretty down in that, but then, like, you know, other runs, he goes pretty down, but they're just not written well. <laughs> I think that, yeah. Um, but yeah, back, back to this Daredevil run. Uh, so, yeah, this, this whole plot's going on with the Kingpin has this, um, kind of politician puppet. And, you know, this, uh, yeah, he's suing the Daily Bugle. Who are being represented? Yeah, I mean, Jonah deserves it. I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> um, 
but uh, they're being represented by Nelson and Murdoch. Mm-hmm. They don't stand a chance. But there is a blackmailer involved, young Sheldon, not the TV show. Um, <laughs> oh, what if it was? <laughs> what if, what if, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're trying to deal with this blackmailer, and Daredevil over... No, he doesn't. Sorry, guys. I don't. I don't know how I'm getting this wrong since I just read it. Um, <laughs> there's there's stuff happening. Anyway, <laughs> um, so the Nelson and Murdoch are with J. Jonah Jameson, and uh, mm-hmm. Sheldon is like, he wants to sell them the info on uh, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. This massive office, by the way. I mean, they say it's like the new office, but I was like, wow. And again, he sets up the building, like what the building looks like on the left panel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it seems like in this issue, like it seems like when he uh, was ch- every time he changed his scene, he did that long uh, panel. I love it. Left. Yeah, mm. yeah. It just it just gives it like a real like height, and particularly you know being New York, it's I just love it. <laughs> it's just. And he gets yeah. a. I love these like long panels. You get a view too, as mm. well, which is pretty cool in that office. Mm-hmm. So. You get to use up less of the page, as well. You know, because a lot of like yeah, there'd be big panel kind of establishing shots like horizontally. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, it's a very very economical way of doing it. Do you see uh, see that picture of Matt? That picture, that panel of Matt down the bottom where he's thinking. Mm-hmm. See the black sort of dots I'm talking about? Yeah, the, the, yeah. the shade. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was in all the originals I that I was really missing in these uh, recolors. Uh, like, touching up. Like, that added the real grit, film noir sort of feeling. Uh, not that it was deliberate. It was, as Phil said, it was just the way they were printed. But, um, yeah... Without it, it just looks a bit too clean, I think. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think so as well. So did they miss that panel? Um, well, it's like the best-looking panel on the page, in my opinion, so... I know, but I'm just saying, every, I, yeah. every other <laughs> on the page doesn't have it, just that one. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, yeah. Maybe they did. I think it, I think sometimes what happens when they're doing the di- re-digitizing process is that they will have, uh, like, people... You're supposed to, like, look at it and see, determine what best works for the panel so you keep true to the original spirit of it. Yeah. But I think a lot of people just smooth everything out just in general without thinking in context. Yeah. Mm. So when you go cheap, you know, just like, hey, I just smooth it all out. But then if you get, like, somebody that actually cares, yeah, they will go through yeah. do the context thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So a bunch of thugs break in to get the information that young Sheldon has. And, uh, so what Matt does here, uh, Clark Kent, anyone? <laughs> well, I was distracted by the fact that his trousers are really high and really tight. <laughs> I was like, those trousers, they are so tight and so high. Like, you wouldn't be able to do any, like, daredeviling in those trousers because you're going to get a rip. That's These like... are the things I think about. We talk about the, the clothes a lot on my podcast. Mm. <laughs> The ladies must love it. I mean, look how many women he's been with. Yeah. It's like the gray sweatpant effect, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, he 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 uh, he acts clumsy and takes everyone out, which I really like. Um, 
Yeah. Which is, yep. Like, you compared him to Clark Kent. He can, like, really, like, outpace Clark Kent because it's like, oh, hey, I'm blind. I can really, you know, play the character. Oh, yeah, definitely. I guess, yeah, I was oh, like... Oh, excuse me, sir. I didn't see you there. I think you were commenting on that in the recent issue, weren't you, Connor, where, oh, yeah, where Matt stumbles the... in the office and Foggy's tied up on the floor? I know uh... someone was commenting on that and saying, and Matt's like, oh, I hear noise on the floor. Who, Who is it? Uh, like this. But it was, um, it's always quite funny when he's playing up this, the sort of blindness. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember, was, I remember when Matt did the other Clark Kent thing is when he falls out of the helicopter that he comes back up as dead up when he's like, don't worry, <laughs> yeah. I rescued Matt Murdock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't worry, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, even though we're in the middle of the ocean. Um, <laughs> uh, but this is a great sequence, though. Uh, and as, you know... Uh, yeah, Phil, as you said, he could cause some mayhem. He can be like a, you know, a blind man just going berserk. I've lost, I've lost any sense of where I am and just crashing everyone. Like, oh, I'm not used to where this is. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> and I just love it. You know, it's like, oh, good thing we keep so much paper in the outbox. <laughs> outbox. Because you're bad at your job. <laughs> <laughs> it, there, it's just sitting there. He's like, yeah, no, no, just leave the paper there. It's foggy, and it's like, oh, here we go. So, uh, young Sheldon's running away, Daredevil chases after him. I love that shot of him just falling down the side of the building, like... Oh, yeah, it's great. And everyone, like, watching him go, it's great. (laughs) She's taking a dive straight into the concrete, no big deal. (laughs) Exactly, I was like, what is your plan at the end of this? (laughs) I'm gonna break... There's hope of flagpoles nearby, Um, yeah... I mean, he would he would sense it with his radar sense, really. Mm-hmm. Not not to be a party pooper, but. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know if the tight pants and stuff, or because he had that uh, his daredevil costume underneath. Because I don't, I guess maybe you don't want your clothes flapping in the breeze, and like maybe like you know someone sees some red under there. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Um. So he lands, startles them all, and. uh... You know, they're, they're like, what do we do? Go for your guns, the three of us are only one of him. And I love that. Just that, you know, that That's little smirk. smirk. Like, <laughs> yeah. Come on. Great. Try it. I want this. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, and he goes, hoods are getting smarter. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've pointed out a lot of times, not in, just in any superhero comic, is like, it gets to a point where it's like, why are, why are ordinary people attacking this person? <laughs> Seriously. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the good things about Spider-Man, he always comments on it. He's like, why are you guys attacking me? Really? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. Come on. Yeah. Um, and he gets bitten on the hand for his trouble. <laughs> I didn't actually notice that. I always thought it was... But yeah, that's really bizarre. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the... Then yeah, he's a little too old to be biting people. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I love he's in the next panel. He's like holding his hand like, oh, he bit me on the hand. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, he's supposed to be a teenager, but you can tell he's he's a bad kid because he was up there smoking two seconds ago. Mm. <laughs> oh, he's got nicotine in the bite wound. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that would have been funny if he just wanted to, like, bit Daredevil. He bites Daredevil's glove if Daredevil just would have been like, you know, that's like Kevlar or something. You know, and I'm not feeling that. <laughs> Is it? Yep. Now it's Bandit. He felt that. But it's still a glove. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there an episode of uh, Batman, Adam West, and uh, R- Robin was trying to be one of the bad guys, 
but his cover got blown because he wouldn't smoke a cigarette <laughs> with all of them. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, he runs off, um, he says, no point in chasing him, he obviously doesn't want to talk, and he can't bring him in for anything anyway, so, yeah. like, what, can I, what am I gonna do, bite, say he bit my hand? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> I love that, I want to go in the police station, he bit my hand. <laughs> He's a menace, he has rabies, put him down. <laughs> I just, I just dove off a building, but he bit my hand. It's like that little pancakes kid from Cabin Fever, if you remember that scene from that movie. The little kid, like, like just does a backflip and, like, bites one of the guys on the hand. <laughs> and he's, he kind of looks like him because he's got this mop of blonde hair as well. That's what it makes me think of. I have not, I have not seen that movie. I have heard of it, though. Don't watch it. It's terrible. <laughs> okay, right, right. I've watched it, so you don't have to. I'm glad you took that hit for the team. That's, that's fine, thanks. <laughs> so, so we get uh, next day at Park Avenue office, again another vertical panel, um, yeah. and uh, we finally get Pam and Iron Fist. Uh, I was a bit surprised oh. that they showed up so late in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a habit they have to, have to do when they uh, introduce these guys, I've noticed, in their crossover. Right. They wait as long as possible, it feels like. <laughs> And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, Miller obviously wanted to use these guys because it's not like Marvel would be like, hey, put Powerman and Iron Fist in Daredevil. <laughs> so, um, but uh, Danny and Luke are arguing with, well, not arguing, but Jaron Hogarth's getting frustrated with Danny and Luke again because they're just not very good at being, like, profitable. Because uh, they're the heroes for hire, but generally they just take whatever jobs they want. <laughs> they're the A team. It's okay. We can say it. <laughs> and if, if they don't take... If they take jobs that they don't want, usually it ends with, like, a giant Egyptian colossus walking around the town and destroying things. <laughs> um, yes, that actually happened. <laughs> it's, it, it just the, it's just the uh, bills for Luke Cage's shirts, because doesn't he lose a shirt ever? <laughs> yeah, he does. And for pizza. Um, so, I don't know if any of you guys are confused as to why Daddy Rand is a working stiff when he has so much money. It's because he wants to know... He wants to earn his own living because Luke Cage kept calling him rich, essentially. He's going on the old Hal Jordan, uh, <laughs> the old Hal Jordan diet. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know what the rich boy people are going through, buddy. It, it's also kind of like, hey, Daddy, you haven't been rich before either. Why don't you just enjoy being rich for a bit? Yeah, you've been broke in the mountains for the past ten years. Um, but anyway, so they're both eating pizza, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, they're. Dr- I mean, they're drawn Miller style, uh, but they're a lot. They're a lot less detailed than they are in their own comic, with uh, Kerry yeah. Kerry Gamble drawing them. Like Iron Fist's Dragon Brand is much more detailed. Like it just doesn't look good here compared. It kind to of that. looks like a swan. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't even look like his Dragon Brand. Um, <laughs> but uh, it looks like a giraffe in the ocean. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Loch Ness Monster, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we found it. <laughs> I'm surprised they're sharing... Like, Luke seems like the type of guy who just have a pizza to himself. Yeah. That being said, I'm thinking of Australian pizzas. This is American pies. Huge, so. oversized. Yes, I know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to make a joke, believe it or not. <laughs> I love that Foggy is immediately wanting this pizza. 
Yeah, he's like, ooh, anchovies, pepperoni. Lord, grant me strength. <laughs> uh, so, you know the, so yeah, like oh. Uh, we're working on a dangerous case and my blind partner is his bodyguard and Luke's like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's boring. boring. <laughs> and th- that's a complaint he says a lot. He hates bodyguarding. Um, and Danny's like, come on, they make, you know, more in one divorce case than we make in a year. Uh, so Danny convinces Luke to do it, but Luke's like, tell you what, let me have that last slice of pie and we'll do it. But Foggy eats it and i love it danny's just kind of looking at foggy not impressed um (laughs) luke looks genuinely sad he's like gone it's gone (laughs) so i think i think iron fist costume proportion wise looks good i think the collar is the right length Mm -hmm. it's not too big it's not too small and it's not an ice cream cone um <laughs> you know, Luke looks a bit smaller compared to like yeah. as in like he he's usually bigger than Danny like substantially. Um yeah. But uh like generally like I'm fine with the art with him. Like it's it's fine is the word I would use. Um the you know, but compared to like Matt uh so far, you know, but that that makes sense. Frank Mills had like heaps of experience drawing Matt Murdoch, so mm-hmm. uh we get that night. Um, and Foggy and Nelson, I love that shot of the one light on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes, so nice. Lights are on and somebody's actually home. <laughs> and a, a, few, a couple of these panels have those those little black dots I keep talking about. Yay. <laughs> um, and just adds so much to it. I love it. Uh, but yeah, so I think I think this is like an ambush from Matt, essentially. Or if it's not an ambush, reading braille, which is cool. Yeah. Um, well, we, well, yeah, he's he's trying to work. He's trying to get a confession out of these guys because, like, yeah, who said? Oh, yeah, who else? The kingpin, you know? Because he can, he can usually just read the ink, really. Um, he's his... playing it up for the schmucks, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he's not. He's not playing it up in the sixty cents where he's like, I'm so blind. <laughs> Hello, is someone there? <laughs> Foggy, where are you? For the love of God, that he's tied up on the ground. <laughs> I hear a noise on the ground. It sounds like someone has fallen down and can't get out. Oh, hello, is someone there? <laughs> it's so funny. It's, yeah. it's madness. Absolute madness. But um, So these crooks come in, playing right into Matt's hands. He even has like a little, you know... Uh, like Emperor Palpatine kind of pose where it's all going. <laughs> yeah, with steepling his fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... Like, yeah, yes, keep confessing, yes. <laughs> the three musketeers come in. Foggy, Foggy's talking about how he bought Luke another pie and Luke still seems to be mad. Yeah. Um, and then the goons raise their guns and I love this shirt rip. It's so cool. Yeah, it's great. Um, great. Even though it doesn't like make Take a drink. sense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Danny must, he's either really quick at putting his, um, mask on or it was already on. Who knows? Uh, Danny and Luke are notoriously bad at disguising themselves, by the way, in their own comic. Uh, it's hilarious. (laughs) Uh, but really cool action here. 
I love that that panel of uh, of Danny doing the first kick. Oh where yeah. The guys shoot. It's so yeah. It's so nice. Some wonky it's colors. It's so kung fu movie. It's funny. It's like oh, this is his introduction. He is Iron Fist. Flap. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> And if any man is master of the martial arts, it is he. Hey, remember Shang that Marvel? Like, Hold my beer. <laughs> you know, because Marvel keeps going on about how Shang Chi's the greatest fighter. It's like, well, you know, he mm-hmm. hasn't he hasn't actually beaten Iron Fist, by the way. So, well, anyway. well, this well, get this... ready to be disappointed if they ever meet. Sorry to break his ego. Oh yeah, no, they're MCU at least. If they, I was gonna say this week he's yeah. the greatest. He has a movie coming. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. If they if they ever meet, Danny's going down because the pimping out Shang-Chi. Um, <laughs> I'm I mean, still hoping we might get, get like... Chinese market, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm still hoping on. the Shang-Chi movie's going to be like a backdoor pilot for introducing a lot of these characters to the MCU. Come on! Please. Just have mentions. Just have mentions of them. I want Fat Cobra to body slam Shang-Chi. <laughs> um, cool I, I just want Kali Wing there. <laughs> Cool introduction for Iron Fist, uh, and then... Poor uh, Luke. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, his partner doesn't have any finesse, but he doesn't need it. He's bulletproof. <laughs> I, I, I like that intro. I think it's great. Yeah. Because like, it, it sums up their dynamic perfectly. Like, Luke um, don't care. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but interestingly, uh, we get no actual Iron Fist in this issue. Yes. No. Uh, yeah. Which I, you know, I don't mind. Like, for me, that's fine. Like, just Iron Fist is a super good martial artist. That's, you know, uh, there's there's no real instance where he needs to use it anyway. So, but uh, Luke punches that dude in the head. <laughs> yeah, that's like, like he, dead. <laughs> he had to pull that punch, or yeah, the guy's face would just be, you know, concave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them or something. Yeah, a couple, a couple, even a couple more issues down the road. That guy's face would have <laughs> exploded all over the page. Let's get, let's get Cage, Holy Terror. <laughs> um, but like his fist is the size of his head. <laughs> yeah, he just um, snaps the shotgun with one hand, which is cool. Yeah. Um. So, Matt, Matt's cranky. Because the the tape got busted that he was using. For His hair's cranky as well, Connor. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's very disheveled from that whole thing. Um, and Luke, Luke, does, Luke is just thinking this uppity, uppity lawyer. Yeah. Um, I like uh, I like Danny shushing him. <laughs> he's just like shh. Pretty much, yeah. D- Daddy, as usual, acting as the sort of Luke, calm down. <laughs> Because Luke, Luke Cage is a very angry person, especially mm-hmm. back in this era. Um, and so next uh, page, we get, again, another establishing shot, and they're at court. Yeah. And so they're they're guarding Matt still. And uh, this was hilarious. So it turns out Jaron Hogarth <laughs> is the prosecutor. <laughs> and Yeah. Their reaction when they see each other is great. <laughs> <laughs> when they look at each other. <laughs> it's so funny. And uh, then he throws them under the bus. He's like, yeah, look at who they're hiring. <laughs> and it's perfect because that, that sums up the relationship with those three perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jen... like, you just proved my point. Look what the... 
Look, he dragged this riffraff into the court. (laughs) (laughs) But Jaren, too, like, I find that, like, weird that he's like, oh, yeah, look, Murdoch's tardiness shows his lack of respect for the court. I'm thinking he's blind. Wouldn't someone be like, well, maybe he's late because, you know, because he was having trouble getting here because he's blind? Doesn't matter. If you're a lawyer, you're a lawyer. You're an officer of the court, and you're supposed you you have standards that you have to live up to. To be fair. True. Plus, Jan's a jerk. Plus, it's America. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Although I think female Jan is more of a jerk from from Mm -hmm. the TV shows. Uh, Yeah. Although I don't know if you've if any of you have read the issue where they go to like Jan Hogarth's kind of mountain home, his base. And, like, his no. staff is exclusively women. And it's, like, just super <laughs> oh, James yeah, Bond. Oh, yeah, like, it, he's like a James Bond villain with a bass, and he has all these women henchmen. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> well, that's what, that's what TV... Uh, that's what it, TV Jaren would do as well. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. And then she would sleep with them all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, Matt, Matt's disgruntled. He keeps, you know... Can you guys go away, please? Find someone else to protect. You know, he thinks they're quite the nuisance. Uh, you know, no one, like, they're both hired to protect him, but none of them want to be there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> they're all so cranky. Yeah. So it's basically like Foggy's, like, done this against Matt's will. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 Here, here's your protection. Well, I mean, I uh, want... you know, if Matt... He's like, that's what you get for lying to me. I'm going to annoy you. <laughs> Because my, my theory is Foggy's always known. He's just been, like, really cool about it. He's just trying to, like, wait for Matt to tell him. He's like, do you really think I'm an idiot, buddy? Do you? Okay, I'm going to annoy you with this. <laughs> I, I wish that was the case. I find it so embarrassing yeah. that Foggy's the last person to find out. Yeah. I so. love my Foggy, so that's my headcanon. You can't take it away. <laughs> we, are, we are 100% behind Foggy at the moment in the podcast. We... We are, yeah, he's... <laughs> the, he's like, the protagonist issue of those issues. He really is the protagonist of the comic. Well, they wrote him as, like, the, the bumbling idiot for such a long time, and now, you I'm know, loving, it's I'm like he's... Even the closest they hold that law firm together, <laughs> Matt did not help at all. Oh, yeah. The stupid cruises, um... You know. When the last issue we did, Foggy was so worried about Matt because Matt wasn't answering the phone and not turning up to work that Foggy went to Matt's apartment and left a little cassette tape on Matt's uh, doorstep that when Matt got it and played it, it was like Foggy going, I just want to make sure you're okay, friend, because you're not answering and Stiltman's in town and you're blind and I'm worried. And we were like, aww. <laughs> Matt should walked in. You're too, you're too good for him, Foggy. <laughs> I, would like to... I, mean, I love the daring elevator escape, though. I like that very much. I thought that was great. a very cool action sequence, especially because with the way the panels are drawn, with the height differences and stuff, I thought that was very cool. Oh, it's yeah. great. And I love the, the panel of Daredevil's radar sets. Like, yeah. I, it, it's so... It feels so 60s when mm-hmm. Miller does the radar sense, and it just... I really love the kind of retro feeling that it has blended with this sort of comic, you know? Um, it just it just makes me warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, I just love I'm like Danny and Foggy at first were like, "Oh crap, we just let him fall to his death." <laughs> we still get paid, right? Cool. <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> yeah, poor poor Daddy and Luke—they're just kind of like getting strung along for this ride. <laughs> 
you know. Um, then they don't see the body, so they're like, oh, no, that can only mean one thing. He's been kidnapped. I mean, to be fair, like, yeah, why would they think that he's, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like with Foggy before. It's like Matt's craggy that they got hired, but it's like, well, you know, you're a blind guy and the hired killers are out after you. Foggy's okay. just trying to protect your interests. Um, if you would have just told him, yeah. exactly. You know what we get around this chat? Just be honest with Foggy. Yeah, you can tell every woman you meet. Yeah. Um, oh, burn! It's like, uh, I think I think Black Widow is the only one who found out. Um, but everyone if it, else. If it, two more, if it had been like two more issues, you know what I mean? He would have told her. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um. So later at the campaign headquarters of Randolph Winston, uh, don't know how to pronounce that name. Yeah, I don't know either. Shara? 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 This is hilarious, though. So, again, awesome little side panel there. Like a, mm-hmm. a bird's eye view of the city and that skyscraper. But Danny and Luke mm-hmm. have just walked into this dude's building and just beaten the crap out of everyone. <laughs> Which is, you know, their style. They're not subtle. Um, you're like Matt Murdock's been kidnapped. You must have done it, and then. Do you think that was a shout out to C- CJ Cherryoff? Um, she she's like a fiction writer. I have no idea. No, maybe. She seems she seems to write the kind of she's like a Hugo Award winner. She seems like the kind of writer that Frank Miller would be into. So I'm just gonna that's my opinion. Okay. Don't mind. Oh, nice. Um, but I mean, of course, Danny and uh, Luke who bust in here and beat everyone up. Remember, they're two strong arm mercenaries. Yeah, and this is <laughs> Danny's idea, apparently. Um, he just wants to see Luke go off. Like Danny is an instigator. Don't you can't tell me. That. <laughs> <laughs> He's hyping up. Like yeah, yeah. Actually, it's funny because Luke's Luke is the one who take who suggests taking to the streets a lot as well and interrogating people. I guess Danny's still doing it Kunlun style where you just, you know, open the door with a flying kick and then talk to whoever's left standing. Um, yeah. But uh, he, the, the the guy's like, look, you have no proof. You just came in, get out or I'll have you up on charges. So they just leave. And uh, I think Daredevil's watching the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, he's watching it through like the vent or something. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like I love that, that panel as well. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a really good panel, that one. Yeah. I like love he, the colours in it, it's beautiful. He draws, again it makes sense, but he draws Matt slash Daredevil so much better than um, Power Man and Iron Fist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, it's Daredevil's books. Oh, no, uh, absolutely, I'm just saying there's a contrast there. And it makes sense that there is, but... Um, and that's just kind of like one of those things, especially from like earlier uh, comic book eras. It's like, you know who the main character is, but who's drawing the best? Yeah. <laughs> um, Frank Miller did draw my favorite ever Daredevil cover, so I do like the way he draws Daredevil. Which one's that? I, I... One, six, one, six, three, I think it is. It's Daredevil versus Hulk. Uh, and it's Hulk in yeah. the foreground. You just yeah, see Hulk's yeah. hand in the foreground in his leg, and it's just Daredevil and the big Hulk um, silhouette, and it's just Daredevil like facing against him. And I just, it's just, it sums up Daredevil to me because it just sums up like the almost like the underdog, but he'll just keep fighting. I just, I love it. It's beautiful. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's my a great favorite cover. cover. It's a good issue. I would as love well. like a non-lettered one and just have it as a print. It would be mm. really cool. Oh yeah, I think we're covering that this year. Oh nice, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think it's one six three. Kermit the giant Kermit the Frog, yeah. Like okay. Is it, is it like Thanksgiving? Because I was confused. I'm like, why is there this huge parade going on if it's not Thanksgiving? <laughs> I like in that really long, tall panel, it looks like Kermit the Frog's birthing this little jelly jelly baby. Because there's, like, the <laughs> flavor behind. Eat, but it, eat the reader. No, thank you. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a very weird angle. And I Is like that's... that they never refer to him as Kermit. They're like, he's climbing that giant frog. And I was like, you mean Kermit? <laughs> <clears throat> Lil, For tax so... purposes, they had to say a giant frog. <laughs> <laughs> that's Smokey the Bear behind Kermit? It absolutely Is that... is. <laughs> Oh wow! We got we got Turkleton, who, yeah. who, who who's a classic. Um, you know, uh, was he was he a Miller creation? I'm pretty sure he was, Tur- but I think he was. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think he showed up. Yeah, he's like the main source mm-hmm. of comic relief in. Um, yeah, he's great. Uh, Miller's run, uh, and you know Luke. <laughs> Luke always one for the ladies. Uh, oh yeah, because that that yeah, the other the woman's like, "Are you?" And he did, Luke's like, "Yeah." And some guy's <laughs> asking, "Are you?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Daddy's like, "I front Luke." Um, and he Matt's first also appeared there. in number sixty-nine, so he no. wasn't. Hey, he was oh, by Roy Roy Thomas and Gene Colan. Oh, drink, okay. Yeah. I thought it was Frank Miller as well. Ooh, Roy Thomas takes over. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good. I, I, I like... There was a... There was a I, I enjoyed uh, 70s Daredevil. Mm-hmm. You know, even with... Uh, was it Stuntman? Stunt Rider? Stunt Master? Was... Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. enjoyed his issues. Um, but, uh, yeah. I love a bit of Turk. I love whenever... Yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah, I just what am I? I think the Turk moment I remember the most is has everyone here read Born Again? I'm assuming yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when Turk dresses as Santa and stabs uh, Matt. <laughs> yeah. It's like whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, Rob Rob Morgan, who played Turk in the um, in the Netflix shows, like he was in all of them. He'd said like he 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 loved playing Turk like so much, and he read like all the issues and stuff. And he said that there was like certain things that he really wanted to happen in the show, <laughs> and I think he mentioned that was one of them. That would have he been also pretty great. To uh, to steal Stiltman's uh, legs and mm. wear those, and get thrown through Josie's bar window. Even Stiltman himself would have been pretty good. Uh... Yeah, we just get that little cameo of the stilts in the mm. background of which is his work, which is more than you think we'd get. Yeah, you wouldn't think you would get any of Stiltman. Yeah. So. Um, so, this is pretty funny. So, they're all there watching, um, Matt's there, and, uh, the politician, I'm just gonna call him that, uh, he's handing out bags of jelly beans. He's like, yep. a very special bag for you, son, and the jacks. <laughs> <laughs> and young Sheldon's yeah, like, right here. I guess Sheldon asked for, what is it, diamonds or something? Yeah, and this, this freaking kid, like... <laughs> <laughs> I know, a stinker. Like... We didn't talk about the fact that, sorry, when, when Iron Man and Power... Uh, uh, Iron, Man, <laughs> Iron Fist and Power Man uh, are standing there with the crowd 
there's like the one woman who who says to Lucas, she's like, are you? And he's like, yeah. And then this other guy goes to that. He's like, hey, are you? And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's pretty good. So great. It's just cosplay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on our way to New York Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, th- th- this freaking kid, the little, I mean, he's a little brat. Like he just grabs it and runs away. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, he's so clearly great. giving him something, and the kid's like, no, I'm taking it. Um, I'm doing this. So they go chase little little Timmy, I guess. I'm going to call him. <laughs> um, you know, so Turk and Grotto get on on it as well. Are dressed <laughs> like clowns or some of the jugglers as well. Yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> Daddy's like, Luke, it's him, Murdoch, it's Murdoch. He's Who's like, oh, yeah. these guys, my goodness. <laughs> not them, not now. <laughs> so they start chasing him, and then Daredevil pops out. This is where he does, like, a, a Clark Kent, you yeah. know. Don't worry and about that, Ellie. Murdoch, he's safe. You can go now, scoot, scoot. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I mean, you know, Daredevil just, Matt Murdock just stumbled into that alley and then Daredevil popped out and he's like, Murdock's safe. Like, safe from what? He's like, oh, I, I put him in that dumpster over there. He's perfectly safe. Yeah, <laughs> Iron Fist is like, this, this story does, this doesn't quite add up. Well, yeah, um, yeah, tries to stop him and say, I want to know what's going on. Uh, really gorgeous sequence. Um, yeah, it's so Oh, the um, confetti makes it even just. Chef's kiss. I like that. Mm. The confetti, you know what the confetti reminds me of? <laughs> the confetti reminds me of that. I think it's issue number two of Wade's run where Captain America and, and Daredevil have a fight and Captain America has like a like a, a cannon that shoots like this confetti um, to try and confuse Daredevil's senses, mm. which is really cool, but it just reminds me of that. But it just makes me laugh because I, I will never get over the fact that that Captain America owns a confetti cannon because me and my friend always joke that that um, he rents it out for weddings, you know. So he'll just be there and be shooting confetti. <laughs> I think he was the entertainment, you know, Absolutely. before he became actual Captain America. So like, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. But I, I, yeah, I love this um, this recurring thing of like this, you know, if there's confetti and stuff in the air, then it messes with Daredevil's senses. Well, I guess the he has, like, thing. too many, like, little things to focus on. Mm. Yeah, like, so I think Rain and Snow do the same thing, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, real radar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, they have a, uh, not really a fight, um, like a half fight. <laughs> I know. I like when, when Matt's like, oh, no, uh, Danny's like, very nice, what do you call that move? And Matt says, ducking. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. <laughs> oh, right. the daddy's like highly traditional when it works. I mean, it. it you know, I, I see where daddy's coming from because like Daredevil's very unorthodox. Like he's kind, mm-hmm. he's kind of like a not like he's the a eel, rumper, baby. <laughs> yeah. But he reminds me of like an eel. Like he's very sort of slippery and flexible um, in his fighting. Like he just yeah looks like that there. Uh, whereas daddy's sort of doing more traditional punches and stuff. Um, but uh, I think my favorite one is like the initial one where Danny lands in front of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Um, so, so is is Matt Murdock supposed to be older than him, or is he just saying that to like belittle him? He's like, oh, he's like back off, son. 
Yeah, that's just how Matt talks. He's, you yeah. know, he's all bravado. I think, I think he's always been a little bit older than Danny, hasn't he? He's definitely he? he's older than Danny. Isn't Matt yeah. in his 30s at this point? He's, I mean, Matt's kind of always in his 30s, do you know what I mean? He's yeah. Like, well, he's forever like 34. That's what, he, that's, that's what he told those women. Exactly. <laughs> when Iron... Wow. When, when, when Iron Fist uh, got back from Kunlun, he was 19. Mm-hmm. So he, I would rough guess he'd be in his early twenties at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's still a little condescending, though. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. Matt. It's what he does. <laughs> a bit, especially if they really fought. I'm pretty sure I know who'd win. Um, <laughs> so. I was going to say it's Daredevil's book, so you know he's going to be more competent. But it's, yeah, should have been Danny. Should have been like, oh, not bad for an old man. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think. Murdoch. I think it's good. It's it's a stalemate, really. Like they're really yeah. fight. They just sort of go, "Oh, that's nice." Calling each other. Like I don't, I don't remember that them ever fighting outside of um, when Danny was dressed as Daredevil. Yeah. And Danny is like mimicking Daredevil style, um, and it's still a stalemate. So, but uh, that's the only time I actually remember them tussling because they're heroes. Why would they fight each other, right? They're besties. Yeah. You know, um, and then meanwhile, that kid swallowed the jewels. Oh my god, this kid! <laughs> like, I broke my tooth. I broke my tooth. Well, he's like that stupid kid in um Superman two that goes down Niagara Falls. He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> looks like him too. <laughs> he just turns up in like I, this kid just turns up all over the place and just causes shit. It would be yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh Daredevil gets away from Danny by just jumping like <laughs> just going vertical. Uh and... I hate to be rude, but I got more important things to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he so Daredevil's using his radar sense, um and I'm losing track. How did Sheldon he was on the ground. Oh, he's climbing, he's climbing the frog. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. climbing up that giant frog. <laughs> yeah. He jumps off foot, yeah, and then starts climbing up. And then yeah. he's like, I'm falling, I'm going to die. Then Luke catches him, and he's like, about time I've got something to do. <laughs> Which, like, just felt... Shade! <laughs> fourth wall to me. Um... <laughs> because that's what I was going to say with this issue. You said that, you know, Danny doesn't use the iron fist. It's like... What about Luke Cage? I mean, he didn't get to come through one wall in this issue. <laughs> yeah. He he got shot once or twice, but he, he didn't lose a shirt once this issue. So Yeah, Dan, Danny got a little set-piece fight with Daredevil, and Luke didn't really do anything <laughs> while that was happening. <laughs> um, so we get a sob story from young Sheldon about his sister. Uh, she was a dancer. And then, you know, her legs are broken. The, the evil boss... Just replaced her with someone else, and he wanted to get her leg surgery or something, and you know, blah blah blah. Um, and Power Man and Iron Fist are like, you know, yeah, we'll help out after we find Murdoch and Dead. I was like, Murdoch's fine. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, don't worry about he that. asked me. He asked me to kidnap him just to get him away from you two. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, man, don't be such a. Oh, oh, there goes the... There, I have to censor something now, great. <laughs> Art. 
Uh, I have a real potty mouth too, so. Oh me! I mean, the whole reason our other our podcast is explicit is because of me. <laughs> so. I mean, we we weren't. We made the Superman one explicit because, you know, I because was... because Ray. We know what a potty mouth Ray is. Oh yeah, Ray just he just doesn't stop. Okay. It's, it's all the wine. Don't judge my boy, Ray Ray. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, then, funny twist, young Sheldon has lost the check in all the confetti. Yeah. I love, love when he just looks up and they're just like, oh, man. Daredevil's just face-palming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the epilogue of the issue. Um, yes. Similar to the first thing... Uh, so there are these night guards just doing their job. Uh, oh, they yep. get brutally murdered. Um, <laughs> Poor Mick. Well, that's what you get Mick. for telling that, that story. You deserve everything you're going to get. <laughs> Class I A love murder, the way this Yeah, they, they, he, he did want to make them unlikable before they all got ganked. Um, and again, another establishing shot. I'd be remiss to uh, miss that panel on the left, because we point out everyone, and that's Fisk Tower. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Or a midtown skyscraper. Um, but yeah, so Electra takes them all out. Cigarettes falling everywhere. Um, I love the bit of where, where the cigarettes just, you know, he's smoking and then like you hear, you see the noise of like the sigh and then the cigarette drops. I love yeah. that. It's great. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So. So, so they're like the night watchmen, but they're not allowed to turn on a light. I mean, yes. I mean, beautiful art, but it's like, oh, yeah, you got to have and you have to do it in complete darkness. Here's Maybe a flashlight. Kingpin's weird orders. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Uh, great shot of Electra coming out of the elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so the Kingpin's there in his little uh, cube thing. Cubicle. <laughs> uh, so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> With his giant cigar. It's very dramatic, yeah. You know. Um, not not quite Dark Side on a purple chair dramatic, but still dramatic. Uh, uh, he looks great, though. And Electra looks great. The, art, the artwork in, is great. And he's like, we have much to discuss. Because he wants to hire her. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you want That'll to... That'll end well. Yeah, no, if you want to find out what happens in that Daredevil arc, uh, just go read Frank Miller's run. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's the issue. One of the few team-ups with uh, Iron Fist and Daredevil. Um, I, I think even Power Man has more team-ups with Daredevil, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that cage cage match comes to mind. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would say after the Netflix show, we would have gotten more team-ups with Daredevil and Iron Fist because they were more related in that sh- in the shows but um since the shows they sort canceled... of set matt up as his mentor as well which i really liked yeah know? saying about like the the age thing we were saying about earlier i like that matt was like the, the sort of older one as well in the in the netflix show and then you did have this relationship of him as a mentor and when matt you know died he put danny in charge of like protecting the city i forgot about that which, yeah which danny didn't do a very good job of but okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we won't talk about we won't talk about Iron Fist season two, Connor. Don't worry. <laughs> he did he did a good job until four episodes in when they just sidelined him completely. 
Um, yeah. You know, but uh, anyway, Daddy, Daddy's been good recently. He's the champion of Kunlun now. He can teleport to Kunlun. He saved Kunlun. But I think the new rider's about to, Larry Harmer's about to take a giant dump on it all. Um, yeah. Which you know, I'm not looking forward. Yeah, to. he's very much into the vintage. So good luck with that. Yeah. I love him, but like he does have his own certain style and certain things that he likes to do, and he likes well, to take it back. It's going to be a simpler, quote unquote, era. It's going to be worse than that. Um, but uh, you know, we won't go into it too much because uh, I'm trying not to despair. Um, even even if the oh, writing's oh, oh. on the wall, you know. Oh, oh. Uh, hey, Con- Connor, as an Iron Fist expert, do you think like part of the pro is part of the problem? Maybe that like they give him like these short runs now, and every time it's a different writer, so you don't get like a consistency. Um, yeah. Well, I'm. Um, what Larry Harmer's doing, I'm not complaining about a continuity error, um, but uh, for for that question, like, I think it's a plus and a downside because all of Iron Fist's recent runs have been really good. Mm-hmm. They just haven't been... The same person. Well, they've been the same person. They just haven't... There's just been continuity errors that don't need I to mean, be the, there. The writer, there haven't been the same writer. Oh, there yeah, hasn't been yeah. the time after time yet. But, like, every, every solo Iron Fist series since Immortal Iron Fist has been really good. Like, really quality, all really well written. But, um, yeah, there's just been continuity errors. So it's like, I would take the good story over the continuity, but it's just a bit frustrating. Because it's like, you don't have to do that much research with Iron Fist to get it right, since he has, mm-hmm. you know, such a short, uh, recent history. You know, just, hell, look on the bloody Marvel wiki or something. <laughs> that'll uh but yeah i mean this the current run seems mostly consistent continuity wise um it's just the the previews for the last issue are looking like really worrying so yeah but hopefully it'll all turn out to be good even though it won't because i'll just be lying to myself but uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's awful because i'm waiting for like three months because it comes out monthly so uh but anyway back to this issue um yeah so i guess it's can i can i do in in honor of josie's bar can i do a boot and a two? Oh, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so you know in josie's bar every every issue we boot or two an outfit and I, I mean, there's not many to look at this issue. So I'm going to toot Electra just because I loved seeing Electra and I love her classic costume and it was great. And I'm going to boot Grotto and Turk because I don't <laughs> care. You're in a parade. What are you wearing? What is that collar, Grotto? What is happening? And that's my boot and two. <laughs> Thanks, Connor. No, that, that's fair enough. Also, what is the hat that Turk is wearing? <laughs> like... Yeah, they get, they get some pretty absurd costumes. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Like Mardi Gras or something. Yeah. I honestly, I wish uh, Dead Evil and Iron Fist got more team ups. Me too. It's weird that they don't. They probably have a similar amount of team ups to Iron Fist and Wolverine. Um, yeah. So. I wish they appeared together more as well. I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it was my favorite, but I mean, they did do that Defenders. Bendis did that Defenders series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that was surprisingly not terrible. <laughs> uh, especially... Well, again, they're street level, and I think that's where he kind of does best. But it is a little; it's always a little too dialogue heavy. But 
in his mind, he thinks that's like you know, good yeah. thing. But I <laughs> yeah. mean, like, uh, it's weird because before that, whenever Bendis writes Iron Fist, he just shafts him completely, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but then he was—he didn't shaft him in the. You know, I'm pretty sure Iron Fist beat up uh, uh, Diamondback and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was weird. Um, but surprising, pleasantly, like everyone was good in that series. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it still feels weird to have Defenders without Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, Danny and Luke have both been on the Doctor Strange Defenders team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Luke, he was on it quite a bit, I think, back in the day. Um, oh, I had a dream about Doctor Strange the other night. You just reminded me, Tom. <laughs> oh. I won't go into into what happened, but I'll tell you later because it's sure. very strange. No pun intended. Um, yeah, I like this issue. I thought it was good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I loved it. If if we again, if we were on Josie's bar, this would be going in the vault. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, because it's I yeah I really like this issue. It was really really good action. Um, good like I don't really have any complaints. Like I thought, Power Man and Iron Fist were used well. Like, even if they were comic relief, I didn't mind because, you know, uh, it just, yeah, the story just kind of worked. Uh, what did you guys think? Yeah, I mean, absolutely yeah. liked it. Yeah, classic Frank Miller in yeah. his prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Frank Frank Miller can do humor. Like, this, yeah. is a, this is a light-hearted, humorous issue. Uh, or he could do humor, I should say. Um, but we won't talk about all crazy Frank these days. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, cool. Uh, everyone enjoyed it, so that's good. Um, so, and the artwork was beautiful. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the the art really was phenomenal. Um, we used to go into art a lot more on this podcast. Um, it probably probably would have gone into this more if there was less people, but. Uh, we don't want to be here for like five hours, so. But yeah, the the artwork really was good. There was it wasn't perfect, um, but when it's good, it's but, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, art wise, also. I mean, this is Frank Miller at the height of his powers. Yeah, yeah, his sorcerer's powers. Um, <laughs> you know, every time someone tries to mug him, his power grows. So. Oh no! That's <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. Uh, um. But yeah, no, I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. Um, so next, next on the Iron Fist podcast, we'll be covering Iron Fist: Heart of the Dragon Part Four, which has been good so far. Um, you know, try, try not to let my despair bring you down. But <laughs> man, oh, there is despair. Uh, um, and uh, after that, we will be doing Power Man and Iron Fist seventy six, and then assuming Heart of the Dragon again. But we will be doing. Power Man and Iron Fist 77, where Daredevil will appear in that as well. Um, so yes. hopefully everyone here would like to come on again for that one. Definitely. And yeah. uh, it'll be Time really... Work. Yeah, sweet. Uh, it'll be... the Like, it's pretty much from the same year, these two. Like, there's an ad for that at the back of this yeah. issue. Uh, Luke's Claire. leaning on uh, Danny's shoulder and is like, Hey, Daredevil, I hear you're going to visit our magazine. What for? And then Danny said, you get, out of, you get kicked out of your own mag, and Daredevil's like, I guess you'll have to buy Power Man and Iron Fist number 77 to find <laughs> out. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be really interesting to compare them both, because they're so close to each other. 
So uh, I am quite looking forward to that. Um, so, uh, guys, if you all want to plug, so Claire, I'll let you go first. Oh, um, okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, so Josie's Bar podcast, we record uh, usually once a week, covering Daredevil issues. We're always looking for guests, so if any of your listeners love Daredevil, or if you don't know about Daredevil and just want to talk about a random Daredevil issue with us, then you can contact us. We've got a Facebook group. Um, website is reactionary-sass.com. Um, all of the podcasts I do with my co-hosts are on there. Um, but yeah, we're on Facebook and Instagram, I think, at Josie's Bar Podcast or Josie's Bar Pod. Thanks, Connor. No worries. Thanks for coming on. And uh, Yeah, it was fun. The, the dynamic duo over there. <laughs> uh, if you want to catch me and Lilith, uh, like we, yeah, we, like I said, we talk Daredevil, we talk Spider-Man, we talk Batman, talk a bunch of stuff. We actually have two podcasts, the Capes of Lunatics and the Capes of Lunatics Sidekicks with uh, us and a group of other people. Uh, you can find, we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, there's links at uh, everything we do at uh, Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Capes and Lunatics. And please uh, email us, capesandlunatics at gmail.com. We love feedback on all our stuff. Cool. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah. Oh, Willith, do you have any, like, personal accounts or no, anything you Bill, want? No, Bill summed it up. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll put um, I'll put all this stuff in the show notes as well. And uh, on my end, I just want to remind everyone we do have a Patreon. Uh, so we do have a goal. Uh, once we reach a certain goal, I'll be able to get SoundCloud back up again, which means playlists to sort through all these episodes. And uh, if we get lots of money, we can eventually move off Podcast Garden, which is just awful. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and also you can find me over on Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast with Ray. Ray, Connor, both talking about, you know, biggest character in comics. What more fun can you have? Uh, and uh, Rebecca. Well, Stiltman. Well, He's Stiltman. the biggest character in comics, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, he maybe literally. He's quite tall. He could rub a galactus, probably. <laughs> uh, and uh, Rebecca, you can find, because she's not here, but I want to plug her other show as well. She co-hosts on a mm-hmm. DCAU podcast about uh, every DC animated universe movie. Uh, I've been on there a couple of times. It's run by a guy called yeah, Alan as well. Um, and that, that's a lot of fun. They're doing all the animated movies from start to finish. Oh, and I'll just, I'll just give a, I'll just give another plug. Uh, I finally got to talk to Rebecca yesterday because uh, oh, really? we were on ah. episode, episode 200 of Into the Night. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Raise yeah. Up. You mean the Moon Knight podcast? The Moon Knight podcast, yes. Yeah, Ray Ray's gotten to episode two hundred. So uh, yep, make sure amazing. you guys, if you're a loony moony, uh, make sure you <laughs> check that out. It, uh, it's quite funny because like we were, you know, there was a list of you know we we're playing for uh, loonies yeah. and your name came up and a bunch of us were like, oh, the fix is in. You know, Ray and Ray and Rebecca, <laughs> Connor, he's gonna, it, the fix is in. I got, yeah, I got, I got, I think a drunk message from Chatting. I'm not quite sure what to make of it, but Ray said I'll, Ray said yeah. I'll find out. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so that's a lot of fun. Check that out as well. Um, and uh, I mean, we, I think Ray's been on here because we wanted to do. Ray's been on every podcast on Earth. That that's a good point. I say that. Yeah, that's that, true. Like it's a surprise, um, but. Yeah. Uh, we were trying to cover something Iron Fist and Moon Knight, but they don't really have a team up, so we covered uh, Contagion. Uh, the last two issues of Contagion, which... Uh, 
but um, I think that more that, that Marvel team up Annual Four is the closest we got. <laughs> yeah, and it was you know it was all right. Oh yeah, uh, check that out too. We did um, Marvel team up Annual Four with uh, Spider Man, Daredevil, Moon Knight, Power Man, Iron Fist in that order fighting yeah. Purple Man. And when it was up on our podcast, I know Ray put it up on uh, End of the Night, so there, yeah, there's plenty of places to find that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Purple Man. He was good in that. He's great. Um, and he, that, yeah. And that German guy. I, I think I, I, think oh, I said no. to you, Connor, on, um, on Josie's Bar, Vicky, um, my, my uh, co-host, we went to Comic-Con and Vicky dressed as Purple Man. Oh, yeah. And we yeah, spent right, about four hours painting her purple. Um, which was a lot of fun. And then I was Jessica Jones and we then um, uh, in the middle of Comic-Con got really hungry. So we went <laughs> wet like the other side of the river in London and went and uh, went to like a chicken place to eat chicken and was sitting there as Jessica Jones and Purple Man, like eating fried chicken and getting a lot of strange looks. It was great. I mean, it's such a nice couple. I don't know why you'd be getting looks. Oh, what a lovely couple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we did. I think we did have a Carol Danvers with us as well. So that was fun. Yeah, you, I think you, you could. Ugh, um, <coughs> so something stuck in my throat. Anyway, um, so yeah, so until next time, uh, may your pizza become unto like a thing of iron. Peace. May Foggy not eat your last slice of pizza. Yeah, the pie. <laughs> Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter at Iron Fist Podcast, our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon, uh, hyphens where the spaces are, our YouTube, Connor Carl, just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Artist Podcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. I'd like to thank Thomas Tissot for composing the Iron Fist theme song we use at the start of our Iron Fist episodes on the podcast. I'd also like to thank Peter John Sikorsky for composing the Power Man and Iron Fist theme we use at the start of our Power Man and Iron Fist episodes. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening. 